Hello legends and welcome to Blunt Force Healing Podcast episode 255. That number means that we are indeed on day 255 since this blog started with each and every day consisting of a blog post and episode like this. Of course, most of the blog posts and episodes on the podcast were in a form of audio. I mean, the blog obviously was written, but the podcast was in audio version up until, I believe, episode 120-something when I actually started regular video recordings and each and every video recording is then split automatically into audio track for the podcast on Spotify for those who just listen. Spotify also supports the video so if you watch uh, video podcasts on Spotify you can watch me uh, this way or you are watching at the moment and of course the same video episode goes to YouTube podcast and you're probably maybe watching it from YouTube now 255 days it's something that I'm really proud of because you know it was it was quite a ride a lot of things happened a lot of things were adjusted on the way it's still early to say that I have any strategy or plan in this. This project is just about making sure that I keep consistent in doing something every day. And for that core habit, I chose writing and podcasting. There's a lot of challenges to daily posting or journaling daily like that mainly because if you release blog post or podcast episode every week or every second week every fortnight or maybe once a month you have at least a couple of days to get some highlights out of them and you know, combine them into something interesting. Not every day is interesting, as you know, probably, unless you are one of those crazy people that have something exciting every day and they never stop. Most of us regular people have, of course, some exciting days and some downers, but many of the days are pretty I would say dull even if we do things that we like but we do them regularly we probably don't spot the excitement or we don't feel that excitement anymore so most of the day are just normal and it's quite challenging to report or you know create some content about something that is regular 
That's why sometimes I write about the things that are not related to the particular day or just something comes to my mind and then I do the blog post about it and I chat about it. Initially, for about 199 first days and episodes, what I did on the podcast was basically audiobook style reading of my blog post. So after writing a blog post, I was basically reading it in audio and recording it as an episode of the podcast. On day 200, I changed it to the format that you are actually hearing right now. It's a loose talk, quite a casual uh, podcast type of thing. It's I'm not inviting any guests yet, except for maybe Julian, my son, that sometimes join, joins me on the on some updates. I think he joined me on four or five of those video episodes so far, and we might do more collabor collaborations in, in the future because he also has his own channel focused on more, mostly gaming. Today, post does not exist yet because yesterday I highlighted, especially in the blog post, but also in the, in the podcast episode, that I didn't like the strategy that I recently deployed for making sure that I write early enough to not stay late and affect my time to bed. But it didn't work particularly well as I expected, so I decided to experiment with a new style. So instead of previous deadline to publish the blog post by 8 p.m., and then record the, the audio and video podcast later on, but just before midnight. Well, hopefully way before midnight, but I have to do that before midnight. Regardless, it turned out that I was recording podcast episodes too close to midnight and I stayed uh, very often late regardless. So and writing the posts was a bit stressful to hit that 8 p.m. deadline. So I decided to turn it a little bit upside down and change completely the, the way I create and publish those things, those two specific core habits. And it's day 255, so it's a nice deadline or sorry, not the deadline, but nice number to use to switch the gears a little bit. The plan for this experiment is to reverse the order. So I am recording the podcast episode prior to writing the blog post. First benefit is that I am not 
bound by the topic of the blog post at all even though sometimes I was you know referring to things in the blog post or basing it or sometimes I was steering a little bit away now the episode comes first and then the blog post is just an experiment as I said it might work and might work not so good but I decided to do that and the blog post with the deadline of uh, 10 p.m. so I shifted that deadline a little bit further in time to 10 p.m. so about two hours extra but it now applies to both things at once so I need to manage to do both and as I record it is actually past the old deadline which is 2020 meaning 8:20 p.m. but here we are in the middle of the video and I already have an idea what to mention here as a main highlight as well as write a little bit about in the blog post the second benefit is obviously less stress about publishing and posting and this is important because I want to give value to readers and listeners here rather than just do my bit by X hour on the same on the same side if I'll manage to do both before 10 p.m. that means that at 10 p.m. I should be good to go and get ready for bed which would be quite an improvement in the recent times in terms of going going to bed early because I used to manage it barely before midnight or between 11 and, and 12 but often spilling over midnight and going at 1 2 or even 3 a.m which was very bad for my health energy levels etc the funny thing is that i already tried to record this episode today and i actually recorded almost 18 minutes so almost the whole episode until my wife came in with julian and they started calling me out and asking things so i knew that i won't be able to finish i didn't want to cut it and then record the rest and stitch it it would feel artificial and different from other episodes not in a good way so i decided to re-record it and here we are in the 11 minutes 30 seconds now as i re-record it what I wanted to touch on today is my satellite habit. Well, I actually have three of them, uh, as I call them satellite habits. So the core habits are blog posts and the podcast episode. But then I have satellite habits that I stack up on, on, uh, on top of the core habits. 
and use them all to work together. And my satellite habits are related to three apps. One is Duolingo, second is Duolingo Math, and third one is Mimo app. Just to shortly explain, Duolingo app is probably known for many of you. It's a language learning uh, application uh, for mobiles and in uh, the web over the internet. You can, you can also use Duolingo in the browser. The Duolingo math is basically Duolingo style, but touching on math, maths concepts different equations, different uh, measurements, uh, estimations, etc. It's still a fairly basic app. I think they are developing it uh, still, so not much is happening there. But it is good to refresh memory, especially that, you know, as adults, we deal not much with different mathematical concepts every day and some of them are useful in our lives but when we come to it we are kind of rusty so i decided to just do it as well and refresh my memory and get my brain ready for those things even in a basic i would say on a basic level and the third app is mimo app mimo app is almost like a copy of Duolingo. It's not owned by Duolingo at all. It's a separate vendor or a separate maker of that app. It has very similar concept uh, of a gamified approach to learning, but it is about learning coding or programming or web development concepts. So instead of language, you have coding or programming as a as a core context of that app and it's great because it it will work for basic intermediate and advanced users as well i think maybe for more advanced not really but still i think there are elements that are quite quite difficult to grasp for for beginners but the the actual path learning path is fairly well laid out so you won't hit those advanced problems until you get to the certain point of knowledge so these three apps are in my daily routine and i usually do them before noon so i do at least one lesson of duolingo spanish in my case can obviously choose different languages to learn. I do one lesson of Duolingo math to keep that streak going. And also I do one lesson of from Mimo app. And just to make sure that I am in line with where we are at the moment, I need to help myself with the phone. So the Duolingo app I started using a long time ago, long before I started this particular core um, habits, meaning the blog writing and uh, podcast recording. 
So I am at the day 726. That means that in four days roughly, I will hit the two years of using Duolingo app every day, sometimes one lesson, sometimes a couple of lessons, sometimes as much as half an hour or one hour of learning a language. And I mostly focused on Spanish. So I wanted to touch on this and give you a little bit of um, review of how it works because I don't learn Spanish at all. I never took any course or any school in Spanish. I just got interested in Spanish because uh, I knew a couple of people that uh, speak Spanish. They are native Spanish speakers. And I've learned also from a different research that about 20 countries have the Spanish language as a first language and Spanish speakers are all around the globe. And despite the stats or statistics usually pointing at um, languages that are the mostly used being, you know, those that are associated with the countries that have uh, huge populations like China or India. I was looking into statistics that actually show me which language is the most useful across the globe and definitely Spanish is at the one of the top languages widely used and well known by many people as a second or third language as well are as uh, well sought through in a jobs or in different scenarios where English is not enough. So 726 days ago, I started Duolingo streak that I keep going until today. There were smaller streaks beforehand and I was using Duolingo sparingly with different languages. I think there was Portuguese and some other languages out of curiosity, but I focused on Spanish and started that one big streak that I keep going until now continuously for 726 days. And I must say that while I thought at the beginning that you can't learn language by just using the app, I must retract my uh, opinion about that. After two years of just using the app, I can say that I learned a lot about structure of the sentences and how you approach communication in Spanish. And it was very funny and interesting to relate it to both English language and my native language, which is Polish, because there are common things to both even though Spanish is mostly associated with English uh, in the roots, but not at all with Polish really. But the structure and construction of some of the sentences is closer to actual Polish, but using many wordings from other language that probably got uh, partially 
as a base for English as well. So there are English, English words used in Spanish as well as Spanish words used in English. They are very um, transient languages in, in many forms and, and areas. So if you ever wanted to learn any language faster and you are an English native speaker, I highly recommend Spanish because it's, it's very close to English and it's very smooth and probably it's easier to learn it because you have a lot of commonality across both languages. And after those almost two years, which come in the next four or five days, I must say that I also was able to create basic communication, write sentences and even talk simple sentences with my colleagues and by simple sentences I don't mean something that you memorize but the sentences that I actually created myself based on how I saw the language works and the dictionary that I've learned over those two years without really focusing on getting that Spanish done I, I didn't work towards that Spanish to, to be learned in two, three months, six months and start speaking the language. That was not my focus. My focus was on just doing it every day in a funny way so it doesn't create a burden on my daily schedule and get something out of it. And if I wouldn't, it's still a fun thing to do. You always get something or you always learn something from uh, even the, the small bits. But it really exceeded my expectations on how much could you learn from just a single app by doing it every day. And on average, I would probably say on most days I would do two, three lessons and there are exceptional days or kind of streaks of maybe three, four days, maybe weeks where I do half an hour to one hour. But on average, I would say I spent 10 to 15 minutes per day. So uh, if I take calculator and just by simple math, if I take 726 days times 15 minutes, that's 10,000 10, minutes and 890 minutes. If you divide it by 60, that's 181 and a half hour, roughly, that I spent on Spanish language. And if you divided that by 24, that's seven and a half full days of learning if you look at that from this perspective it's not that much of course i divided by by 24 hours and you never spend 24 hours learning but if you would and you spend seven and a half days by uh, learning 24 hours you'd probably be in a worse place than i am not only because your brain wouldn't uh, 
grasp any concepts beyond a couple of hours of learning uh, and tiredness and you know deprivation sleep deprivation other uh, things would kick in obviously you wouldn't be able to go in a row for 24 hours seven days because you die probably and it would be a major health risk but even if you did that in let's say separation one 24 hours and then recover for a couple of days and do another 24 hours learning and do that seven and a half times i don't think you would learn even half of what i've learned from the from the app and then i started speaking with well started asking uh, my colleagues at work that are native spanish speakers to correct me on things to add something and tell me if i do something right so it was definitely a help recently but most of the time i was alone i didn't have any spanish speaker beside me so all that i used was duolingo app and i can highly recommend it even though they don't pay me <laughs> and for one year i took a duolingo plus which is that premium subscription that you pay for and i paid for a family plan i onboarded another four or five family members to help them going so i really spent about 130 euro on that premium for a year but to be honest you don't need to the free version is fair enough it's easy to use this one and if you don't mind the ads popping up uh, quite frequently well, they can be easily closed and you know a couple of features that are extra on premium are not available so you need to stick to the core duolingo but free version is more than enough to learn a language and you don't need to pay for any premium not saying that premium won't give you extra edge definitely does because if you are able to spend more time than let's say 10-15 minutes per day I think that premium can give you quite a leverage it has a lot of different um, areas where you can improve on the language that are not available in free version so uh, but only if you can spend more than 15 minutes daily I would recommend it other than that if you're spending like me irregularly a couple of lessons sometimes even half an hour and one hour every other day don't bother do the free version it's more than enough all right we're 27 minutes in that was an interesting episode for me to record because i still need to write a post but thank you very much for watching let's see how this experiment goes and let me write the blog post now stay tuned and see you tomorrow <laughs>